0: Thanks for tuning into Seven Figure Fitness Business. Now, today we have a special guest, Mr. James Cant of JCF Coaching. How are you, James?
1: Good, man. I'm I'm even better now that I've been referred to as a special guest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. Well, it's true. So I want to give James a bit of an intro. James is actually, obviously, he's Australian. You can tell by the accent, like us, but he is the owner of JCF Coaching, an extremely successful seven figure fitness business. And uh, we've brought him on because he is, Excellent in terms of his branding and getting shit done. And I really want you to start, James, by telling some of your story about how you've actually built your own brand and taken it to where it is today.
1: So so my story is a long and windy one. So I won't go into like all the nitty-gritty, but I'll just start off. So, like, first of all, I used to play high-level footy. And then I thought I was pretty good. I wasn't actually that good, but I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was going to go out and turn pro. And then I did both my knees. And uh, for anyone who knows rugby, like doing both of your knees or any sport for that matter is a pretty surefire way to not get anywhere. So, when I did both of them, I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen anymore. So, I thought, well, fuck it. I'm in year 12. I've got schoolies coming up, which is like the end of school parties. Like, I'm going to get jacked for schoolies. And so, I started getting big for schoolies. Got alcohol poisoning before schoolies and all that sort of stuff. So, drank way too hard, did too much of that stuff. And then... Couldn't drink through schoolies and couldn't drink after that. So I thought, all right, well, I might as well get fucking jacked. Right, so I'm just going to keep getting bigger, and then eventually someone found me. Said you should do a bodybuilding show, and I thought, oh yeah, no, I don't know how about that. How that sounds like getting up on stage, all tanned and wearing a g-string. And they said, no, no, it's cool. It's not that bad. Like just just have a go. And so I did one. I won it, and I kept competing, and then it got into bodybuilding, and then to to collapse all that time as well over the next couple of years. Like I turned pro in bodybuilding, so I compete in IFBB, which is the one where uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to compete in. So that one. So it's like the best of the best. And I was pro in that. I was number one in Australia for a short time in there. I was competing at a pretty high level all over the world. And because I was doing this, and I was actually at the same time, I was studying medical science. So I wanted to be a doctor back in the day. Terrible idea, but I wanted to be a doctor, and um, so I was. I was competing at a high level. I was studying medical science, and I just started posting. And my one of my ex girlfriends, she actually made me like post on Instagram and Facebook. Like I fucking hated social media. Like I wouldn't take a photo. I wouldn't do anything like that. It was like no fucking way. And then she made me like literally just persisted until I, I started doing it. Good on her because she, she did very well for me out of that. And uh, and I started getting clients. And I remember when I was at uni, I made two grand in a week. And so for for a bit of context, I was working like shit jobs at uni, like anything. I was getting paid like 17 bucks an hour, right? I made two grand in one week and I was like, I'm fucking loaded. I was like, I have so much money, but then it clicked for me. I was like, James, there's a couple of things that, that made me not want to do medicine, but I realized that I'm now making more money doing this coaching online than what I was going to for the next six years, seven years, maybe eight years if I did medicine. And I was like, this is a no-brainer. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to work night shifts. I don't have to do any of the horrible crap. Plus as well, I was really disenfranchised with how people do modern medicine because it's crap in my opinion. I mean, you just look at how healthy we are. We're not living longer. We're dying slower. And I just looked at that and I thought, this sucks But what I'm doing right now is fucking awesome. I'm making sick money. And then from there, I just started building the business. I didn't have any idea about marketing. I had no idea about sales. But I was just really good at coaching. And then because of that, I ended up building up the business to a stage where it was doing really, really quite well. So that's I guess the the intro of the story. And then I had a whole heap of other things go on. I got depression, anxiety, bipolar, got had a hectic gut issues and all that sort of stuff. And I tanked my business. So I got it up and I remember I was making about five grand profit a week. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I, I like this money. My bank account's going up real quick. I can buy sushi now. And then, um, and then, I, and then I tanked that really quickly when I got sick. And then from there, I had to learn marketing, had to learn sales, had to learn how to actually go and brand myself. Kim Barrett, actually, your social voice, they were the first people to teach me marketing. Right? And I remember there was a back in the day, I was running ads and, we were getting acquisitions. We were paying like twenty bucks in acquisition. I think it was twenty dollars to acquire a customer. And I was charging forty-four dollars a week back then. So it was like upfront two times ROAS. I was I was literally the first person to do sell by chat. So I was like doing, you know how everyone does like messenger scripts and everything now? Like I was like the OG of that, one of the first people into many chat, like using that sort of stuff, I had no idea what I was doing. And fuck me, I blew such a big opportunity because I didn't go harder in that. I should have just been like ramping up that ad spend, but I was way too conservative back then. And so I remember like we we're making, I remember my first $10,000 week, I was counting all my sales because I used to count everything manually back then because I had no idea about automation or systems. And I remember counting like up until that. And I remember it got to about eight o'clock at night and I was like at nine and a half grand. And I was on there doing all this shit manually myself, right? Messaging backwards and forwards, closing sales. And I was at, there at about eight, nine o'clock at night and thought, are we just going to push through to 10 grand? Like, I just gonna do it? I'm just going to fucking stay up. It's still, it's still six o'clock in WA right now. I fucking know I can get some closes. And so I actually ended up staying up to about midnight that night, closing it out. And I ended up getting to 9.8K. I was like, fuck. That's like, <laughs> like, like $2, 200 bucks. You're a failure. <laughs> legit. And then that's the cool. next week, we hit 10 grand after that. But yeah, that was the story. And then from there, it's just kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And as I learned how to actually do business and, and got like mentors and got help like you guys and whatnot, and learned how to actually build a business, that's what really took me up to the next level. Back to the glory days, hey? Mm. How
2: would it be back to, to go back five years and with what we know now, how much money
1: would we would make? Oh, dude, I was running the shittest ads. It was like, I look back on them. It was like, do you want a program that does nutrition, training, and supplementation? If so, you can buy this. I'm like, that's so fucking bad. I, like, I look back on that. It's like, who would buy from that copy? But people did back then just because there was no one else. I look at like the the depth of information and how good our ads are now, and they're so much better. And I was like, Jesus, I was making – like I could have made tens of millions of dollars if I knew how to run a business back then, like tens of millions. It's crazy.
2: That's the thing, and it's just like we've known each other for a while, and one of the things that you just said there is we've mentored each other in so many different ways. And some of that's been structured, some of that's been unstructured. But it's just like, as we've progressed through this game, we've just had to, you know, level up and level up and level up. And I think like, you know, one of the things that you have going for you is that you have such this huge presence. So your girlfriend who, you know, told you to post on social media, had everything, you know, that's probably, is is that what you attribute a lot of your success to, the fact that you had that presence early on?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it helped. Well, I mean, it's the thing that got me going at the start because fuck, I was at uni I was making 2K a week before I even left, you know, because of that. And that gave me a massive, massive head up. It meant that I was making that money so I could work full-time on it. I could make my product better. And then as also the other thing too is that I actually enjoy what I do. Like, you know how a lot of people come into this and think online PT is just a great way to make money. I'm like, haha, you're going to lose because it's not a great way to make money. It's a great way to make money if you really fucking love what you do. The money is a side effect. Like, I love what I did. I used to do comp prep for bodybuilders and stuff like that. And I lived and breathed that shit. I used to like fly down like to, I used to fly all over Australia to go see my athletes compete. Because I fucking loved it. Like I loved being there with them, and still to this day, like with with what we do now, I love what we do. Like I live it and I breathe this shit. And yeah, definitely, it it helped by having actually an actual passion for what I did, and actually choosing a niche that I liked and I enjoyed and I wanted to work with, which then in turn helped the, the social presence, which then in turn drove the business.
0: Yeah, you know, one thing that's really interesting hearing your story. James, because you're you're probably the most confident person I've ever met in my life, right? And and it's a really refreshing thing to see. So basically, like when you're telling your story about how you got into the industry, you know, you stumbled into bodybuilding contests, you won, you know, and then you went into business and you didn't know what you were doing. And then, you know, you crushed that. You know, like how do how do you go about this process? Because in this industry, I speak to a lot of people that have crippling imposter syndrome and it totally messes their shit up you know they never launch their program or they're never confident to really put themselves out there how do you go
1: about that a couple of things Uh, so first of all i remember getting told this uh, because i used to get imposter syndrome super bad and even still now with certain things that i do it still creeps in at times the first thing is, is that imposters don't get imposter syndrome Right. That's the first thing we've got to remember. If you're a bullshit artist, you don't have that thought. It's not there. That's a good Um, point. Second thing after that is if you're really good at what you do, you won't get imposter syndrome. Just be really fucking good. Like just be really ridiculously good at it and work on your product. Like work on making your coaching fucking phenomenal. Choose a niche who you can actually help. And following on from that is have a genuine intention of helping other people. Do you think someone who works at the Salvation Army gets imposter syndrome, right? Do you think somebody who works at Lifeline is talking, you know, we've got thousands of people, more people than ever is calling up the mental health support lines for help? Because here in Australia, we, we sometimes somehow think that it's a good idea to keep everybody indoors all the time and lock them away and think that'll be okay for mental health. I won't go too political on it, but like with that, we have a massive issue with mental health, like mental health stuff at the moment. Do you think the person on the end of the line is saying, oh yeah, I'm I'm an imposter for helping this person who wants to perhaps kill themselves? No, they won't, like no chance. So if you actually have a genuine intention, if you just want to help people and you fucking love what you're doing, you won't get it. But if you're chasing money, (laughs) you'll, yeah, you'll probably get it because you are being, you know, you're, you're not, totally being genuine with yourself just be genuine be authentic and then you can't have imposter syndrome i think that that's a big thing i see you know amongst different people
2: that we work with over time and i know like you know when i started out with the thyroid stuff that was just me being genuine telling my story and i know there was a time where you know the first time we kind of engaged and i was coaching you and you know what we did was we tried something slightly different it was the what was it it was the it was the gut health for uh, yeah, 50,
1: the digestive health Wasn't weight it? though, Yeah, fuck that. That was shit. <laughs> 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 we, were, we were. I went from coaching bodybuilders to trying to to, to coach you know fifty-year-old women on how to lose weight. Uh, how to lose weight when they have digestive issues. Interestingly enough, we have one woman out of that who still coaches with us now. Her name is Suzanne, and I love her dearly. She's an absolute gem. And so for that, it was all worth it. Like it was all worth it for her. Thank you, my dear. This is so, by the way, for my hey, biggest Sophie. fiance. <laughs> but yeah, so we we got Suzanne out of that. But the rest of it was a fucking nightmare. We got an as it was an absolute nightmare dealing with people because I mean we just went into that and I was trying to learn how to make more money because I want <clears> to scale my business, not because I chose who I actually wanted to work with. It was a big learning learning lesson for us there. I think it was a learning lesson
2: for me too. Like everything I've taken on in the future with clients, it's like, don't do shit you don't want to do. And I, I think like one of the things, you know, credit to your personality, it only lasted about three weeks before we actually went, no,
1: this Good is useless. Bloke. And then lo and behold, when we started doing something which we actually liked, we made lots of money. How funny was that? So
0: you've got really clear, I guess, behavioral or or mindset structures as to how you actually sort of find the balance between life and business. That's really, really clear. What I want to ask is your philosophy on work and lifestyle balance as well.
1: Well, dude, first of all, it comes down to congruence, right? Is we are health coaches, okay? Okay. So we are coaching people on how to be healthy, on how to lose weight, on how to live better lives. And if we look at anything, whether you're doing fat loss or muscle gain or any sort of disease or whatever niche you've picked, every single one comes down to looking after the nervous system, right? Looking after our stress, looking after that. It is the single most proven thing. Now, if I'm coaching people. On how to do that. Yet I'm stressed and strung out myself, and Mm -hmm. I'm doing things to make my health worse. Well, I'm not a very good leader in the end of the day, business is leadership. The better you are as a leader, the more successful you will be. And in order to be a good leader, I mean, let's look around at a lot of politicians at the moment. Most people don't like politicians. Why? Because there are rules for thee and not for me. And if you are that type of ruler, if you're that type of leader, you're not going to go very well. People will not like you and they will not respect you. Whereas if you're somebody who's totally congruent, you can't help but respect them. Even if you disagree with them, you can't help but respect them. And so, that's why I make sure that, first of all, I make my own, as Jordan Peterson would put it, I make my own bed before I go out and try and change the world. You need to look internally before you go and fix others. And so, for that, I have to be on top of this stuff. Like It's a necessity. It's not a choice. If I want to go and I want to build my business we want to go through and we, my, my big mission, the thing that I want to do is I would like to to help men have such integrity again, that a handshake means more than a contract, right? Than a written contract. Okay, that a man's word, a man's integrity is better than a written contract, right? Because his word is absolutely everything. And the cost of breaking his word is better is greater than any legal ramification. I want to cause that change in the world. If I want to go out and do that, I need to be exemplary myself. I need to live my whole life in congruence every single day, 24-7, 365, and if I don't do that, then I can't be that leader. I'll just be the same as any other leader at the moment who says rules for thee, but not for me. Does that make sense? Does that answer the question?
0: It makes a lot of sense. It's, it's actually such a cool way of looking at it. And you can tell that you have not only thought about it, but it's incredibly ingrained into your mindset now. It's, it's non-negotiable, right?
1: Totally. The other thing too, we use this thing called habit share, which is where I go through and I track all of my habits so at the moment with, with my team and with a lot of my clients. And so pretty much everything that I need to do in my day in order to be congruent, I need to mark it as green or or red. Actually, I'll show you guys. It's fucking dope. We use it like for for everybody. But my every single action is there for everyone to see. So you can see I haven't filled all of them now, like I've got to catch up on it. But you can see where I've like fucked up, where I've done well and where I haven't done well. Like my whole life is on display. Everything that I need to do, you can see when it, you can see all my trends, you can see absolutely everything. And I like that transparency because mm. there's always this little monster inside of us which says, oh, you can watch a little bit of extra TV before bed. Nobody's going to know, mm. you know, or oh, you can go to bed a bit later or you don't need to drink all your water today or something like that. But having something like that may- means that in order for me to fuck up and to, and to, to just let something slide, like let a little uh, incongruence creep in, I actually have to lie. And I do not like lying. Like I'm, That's that's a big, big value of mine. So I have to break a lot of stuff in order for me to not be congruent. So I have these systems inbuilt around me to make it so that I am always congruent, I am always on top of my health, and I am always exemplary.
2: As AP said before, you've got absolutely unbreakable confidence. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you don't feel as confident? Because I've never seen you not... just. Dis- So direct, know exactly
1: what we want to do. The purpose, you just know everything. Do you ever feel not confident? Um, That's a good question. It's weird because I don't even think of myself as confident, but but I guess maybe I am because I I do a lot of stuff that I do. But in terms of like not confident is when – the times when I doubt myself is when I act in incongruence, when I'm not being exemplary and I break those rules. Those are the times where, I, yeah, if I, if I have to look back on it, it's a fucking awesome question because you made me think. I'm used to being the person asking these questions, not being asked <laughs> them. But if you, you're making, making me think on that. But yeah, definitely the times when I feel least confident is when I know that I'm not doing an absolutely fucking incredible job at what I'm doing or if my intentions aren't totally what I express. So, for example, if I were to go out and I were to cha- like do something for the money as opposed for the passion, I would have a hard time being confident in that. If I know my shit and I know what I'm talking about, then it's very very easy. But if I'm bullshitting, I'm not the best bullshit artist. Like I'm just I'm just not that guy. And so yeah, if I am missing knowledge in a certain area, or if I am missing purpose or direction or clarity that's the other thing too is direction and clarity like knowing where the fuck you're going what your actual goal is what your purpose of your life is and knowing that i'm very fortunate that i get to live with absolute clarity in exactly what my purpose is i know what i want to do i can say fucking clear as day and that makes me very confident but if i were acting outside of that and i haven't done this in a long time but if i were acting outside of that i dare say i would not be confident at all
2: selling me on your health coaching again (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> should do it you should do it it's a
0: no-brainer yeah so what are you working on right now then you said you really like you're really crystal clear on what you want what are some of the things that are in line for you at the moment
1: Okay. So, what we want to do, like my big vision, my big mission is this. So, first of all, we're working with dudes. Like we do, obviously, performance coaching for men. I've coached both of you guys. So, you know, but for everyone who's listening, what we do is we help <coughs> men become fucking savages. All right. So, we got a lot of guys who have anxiety, depression, alcoholism, drug addiction, all that sort of stuff. Guys who just sometimes feel a bit lost. They're not performing the way they want to. Their marriages are breaking down. They're not good fathers to the kids in their opinion. They're just missing it, just the the oomph in life and they're just not feeling the way they want. We make them fucking awesome. And then on the other extreme, I have guys like you who are already crushing it, like guys like you, like the sales Sniper boys, like we coach all of sales Sniper pretty much, we coach a number of companies another company called profit for contractors a big canadian contracting company they're fucking awesome you should get those guys on too they're cool but yeah we coach a lot of these guys who are already doing very very well And then we take them to the next level. We've got a company called Nortec, who's Australia's, um, they're, they're going to be quite shortly, Australia's largest underground mining company. And we coach both the owners of that and we coach a large portion of their workforce. And we're going to come through and do a heap of big stuff for their whole team. And what we do for them is we make it so they're crystal clear on their purpose as well, just like I am, so they can lead. Their organization to be better. And the coolest thing about that is that when we start coaching these dudes who are business owners and we make them super clear, we make them exemplary, we make them like the best leaders the whole organization lifts around them and they just get better and better and better. Because if we have better leaders within an organization, the whole organization gets better. I mean, the fish rots from head. I'll give you an example. I went to a school called Kings, like a really, really good school, really good school. It was We had fucking everything, man. Like, holy shit. There was a joke that we had like 50 polo fields and it's not that far off the truth, right? Because there was literally, I think it was like 20 rugby fields we had in this fucking school. It was insane absolutely insane but the school had an issue and probably to this day most likely still has an issue with bullying right it still does and you look and you go through and you trace through each level of the school and you say okay cool well within year sevens there's bullying year eights year 12s and then you go to the teachers they're still bullying within the teachers and you go right the way up to the top so the headmaster some thought he was a pretty good bloke and it was good to some of them i got some friends who really liked him but if i look and i look and i reflect back on his leadership style he was a bully himself and so that bullying culture stemmed from him and went all the way down. And it was probably from even above him in the chairboard, in the in the chairman within the board. It was probably all the way there. And if that culture is ingrained, it's going to suck. Flip side, go to Nortech, and you look at a company, and institution run like that. The two owners, the two heads of that are fucking incredible. Sam Perkins and Marcus Nortman are incredible leaders, like incredibly good leaders. And they, as a result of that, have the best cult- culture in mining. They have the best company structure in mining. They get all of the contracts now because everybody knows that their work is so much better. Right, And that's just a mining example. That's just one. For those of you who don't know, mining is a shit industry to be in because not many people go into mining for the passion <laughs> of it. It's not like coaching yeah. where we do it for love. So, yeah, does that make sense? Like that's that's really what I do now. And, I'm, and what I want to do is I want to make it so that we can continue pushing these boundaries, continue making people better. Uh, we're going to shift out from just performance coaching. We're going to go through, my, uh, there's there's four main areas that we like to focus on. Health, wealth, relationships, and then spirituality. Those are the four. And so I want to cover each of those areas so that everyone who comes into Our circle has perfect health, has amazing relationships, has lots and lots of wealth, and has the ability to explore their spirituality in whatever way, shape, or form that looks like.
0: Yeah. You know, like this is the thing that's so awesome. Like when I hear you talk about what you do, you just get, you feel yourself getting excited and drawn in. And the reason why is because you have such congruence and such confidence and such clear passion about what you want to do. And that really sums up what branding is, right? Because People can relate to it because you don't give a shit if you're not what someone wants. You know exactly who you are and who you serve and what you're trying to get them. And people will inevitably be either repelled or drawn into that. And that's probably a masterclass, even just that last two minutes on how to do a successful brand.
1: A hundred percent, man. You know, it's funny. We get feedback all the time and we ask we ask before someone books in a call with us to, to jump on and chat with our team about working with us. Um, We always ask them, it's like, oh, why do you want to chat with us instead of somebody else? And they said, because you're honest, because you're genuine. That is the most common thing that we hear over and over. You know how on social media... Everyone has these ads like, hey, man, how you doing? Come in and blah, blah, blah. And they're like all super fucking hyped up and they're like clapping and like bang and bang and bang and bang. Yeah. And you're, you're watching this and you're like, motherfucker, I know you're not like that in real life. Like, this is just a show. <laughs> this is a show. This is absolute bullshit. The currency right now is authenticity. If you want to be successful, be authentic who coaching um I was coaching someone just recently and they were like you know how can we make this better how can I improve my marketing I'm like dude just stop trying to be someone else just be you stop trying to bullshit in coaching people buy you like I mean you you guys all the guys that you mentor all the fit pros that you mentor mentor they they come to you guys because you have fucking incredible numbers right because you know your sales processes because you have your systems every single thing down pat because you got a really fucking good team. Like that's what they buy. They don't buy you guys, not that you do it because you jump out on screens and you say all this sensational shit, which they know is crap. It's because you guys are authentic. It's like that's that's what creates success, authenticity. You know,
0: interestingly, on this point though, James, we've actually been going through a slight brand revamp lately because you know, Iggy and Andrew and I, we know that our businesses are extremely successful. And what we kind of saw is that perhaps there'd been a certain element of dumbing that down or minimizing it so that we didn't seem like we were bragging or being too cocky. And, and I guess like we sort of realized, well, hey, we know our systems are fucking good. We should just stop playing it down and tell everybody that they're the best. And so we decided to change that. And straight away, we had more people kind of connecting with us again and engaging on content. So it's been a really interesting observation. I mean, gee, you particularly lately have been putting out a lot of your normal stuff that we weren't sanitizing anymore. And it really made a difference.
2: That's it. And it is just us being authentic. Like It's just like the conversation and dialogue that we have between each other, the world should know, right? Yeah. And I think like, you know, going back to your brand, James, it's just like I've said this to you on a number of occasions, but you are so, so authentic. I agree with that. But the other thing that you do, which is the most authentic thing, is you look at your, you know, your customers, your um, clients, and you want to take them beyond just labels. So many people are throwing out that weight loss message and it's like, hey, lose 20 kilos in 10 weeks and all that dumb shit. But you're actually going to those extra levels. You're looking at the spiritual, you're looking at be- making them a better man. And for me, like I'm in the privileged position where, you know, coaching a lot of guys, I get to see like hundreds of brands. And you know, I often use your brand as the example of don't just give weight loss to people. It's gotta be that bigger picture thing.
1: Totally. There's a bit, nobody loses nobody wants to lose weight, right? People right. want to feel better. People dudes want to lose weight so they can get abs so they can fuck more chicks. Right. That's why that's why they want to do it, right? Women want to lose weight so that they can have sex with the lights on. Right? You know, people don't lose weight to lose weight. Nobody cares about abs. People care about what abs get them. Right. It's a very, very big difference. And what we started doing is we started following, you know, the following, I don't know whether following the string, pulling it back and f- trying to find out what people really want. What people want is people want to alleviate their anxiety. They want to have their fears allayed. They want to feel better about themselves. They want to feel whole again. And if you can go through and you can trace back what your people actually want, Like actually, actually want, and you can give them that, and you can help them with that, and you can actually fucking care for them. That's a that's a unique one these days. Like actually caring for your clients. Like we fucking relentlessly care for our guys. Like I love the shit out of all my dudes and all all the women that we coach. And if you can do that, you will have an amazing brand that is going to be successful for a long time. If you go for a money grab and you play the short play, you probably won't make much money, and you won't be around for very long.
0: Yeah. Well, you might have answered it already just then, but. Like there are so many people posting out inauthentic shit, right, so why do you think that that's the the go to
1: because oh, this, this is this is going deep because we in ourselves, most people, most of us, fuck even me, we feel that we're not good enough as we are and nobody would want to buy my stuff as I am because I'm not good enough. It's a deep-seated insecurity. I'm going to piss so many people off with saying this too. But it's like, but if I look at it and we actually call ourselves out, I, I can just imagine all the egos like just being wrung by me saying this. But like I look back on like me like a couple of years ago, Like I used to embellish my stats. I used to try and make myself look better because I thought, oh, well, I'm only making 10K a week. It's not good enough. It should be 15K a week or 12K or whatever it is and embellish myself and and make myself seem better. You know, I'm not good enough at 8% body fat. I've got to be 6%. And we have this internal thing where we tell ourselves that we're not good enough as we are. And when we don't accept ourselves as we are, if we aren't proud of ourselves as who we are and we don't love ourselves for who we are, then of course, we're going to go put out some inauthentic bullshit because we think that's what's good enough. We have this ideal of what's good enough. We're so busy living in the future and not in the now and not in the current time that we have to embellish. It's not that we even have a choice, we have to. And so the real solution to this is first of all, here's the most hippie thing I've ever said online, is just love yourself, right? (laughs) Give yourself some fucking love and know that you're actually good enough as you are. And that if you're authentic and you're actually someone who's good, you're someone who does work really hard at what you do. You you do genuinely love what you're doing. You're following your passion. You're doing these sorts of things and you're all about it. What you're putting out will be good enough, right? It certainly will be good enough and you are good enough to attract people. You've just got to learn to accept yourself for who you are and push that out. When you do that, then you'll have far more success than ever, even if the version of who you are isn't as good as this make-believe version that you want to create.
0: Yeah. There's a large element from your style of actually creating such a powerful foundation in yourself, right? It's getting your mind, you got to get happy with who you are because otherwise your platform for building everything else becomes very shaky. Now, you mentioned the spirituality aspect, which, you know, I don't believe with you is necessarily like religion per se, but what do you do in that regard to really get your mind as
1: strong as it is? Definitely not religion, all right? Yeah. Not exactly, definitely not religion. But in terms of making your mind as strong as possible, here's the easiest ways to start doing that is, first of all, this is one of my favorite exercises. First of all, think of all the negative self-talk that you have to yourself that we all have in, in our head. We always get it. We say, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're too fat, you're too this, you're too that, nobody would ever love you, nobody would ever care about you. You know, all that sort of stuff. It always happens. Even when you're in the gym and you're lifting heavy, that little voice kicks in. It's like, you're going to miss this. You're going to fail. Right? You're going to do that. We've all had that before. So, when you look at that voice, then what I want you to do is I want you to go get a photo of yourself as a baby, right? And I want you to go and say all those same words to yourself as a baby. The really interesting thing is you can't. Can you imagine saying that shit to a beautiful, like just newborn, fresh child? Like you imagine, Even any sort of child, can you imagine saying that to a kid? Like, that would just be so fucked up. Here's the thing. You're still that person. Like, that that's you. Like, there's a fucking photo of you right in front of you from when you're a kid. Like, going through and, like, looking at that kid and you look at that with nothing but love and, like, looking at it, like, you're fucking awesome. That's how we should be speaking to ourselves. And so, if we can start speaking to ourselves as we would when we're a kid and we just get rid of the rest of the bullshit, just leave it alone, like, push it to the side, that'll be the first thing that'll make you realize it'll actually feel all... You know warm and wholesome when you go and do this you'll feel really really nice when you do that but doing that first of all you will feel good you will stop giving yourself such a hard time you will become less insecure you will become much more secure within yourself and much much happier and then when you start doing that first of all you'll stop judging others you'll stop gathering and giving others such a hard time and having your uh, conceptions and, and judgments on, on onto them and then from there your confidence will skyrocket because you actually like yourself for who you are. For all your flaws, here's, here's a fun fact. No one's perfect, right? No one. Not even fucking Jesus Christ is perfect, right? No, Nobody is perfect, okay? So what we need to do is we need to stop expecting ourselves to be perfect, recognize we have fuck-ups, and then interestingly, realize that our fuck-ups are our strengths, right? I'm very prone to anxiety, anxiety, very prone to bipolar, very prone to depression, prone to gut health. You know, what's really fucking interesting is because I have all those inherent weaknesses, be it genetic, be it environmental, wherever the fuck it comes from, I don't know. But because I have those sorts of things, I can actually relate to other people with those things and therefore I can help them right? because of that. So the biggest irony is that all these weaknesses that we try to cover up are actually the things that will make us successful. And when you start loving the shit out of yourself, just like you love that little kid in the in the photo that's when you'll be able to be confident secure within yourself and actually be successful.
0: That's powerful shit. That's that's crazy stuff. Like <laughs> this is literally a coaching session for anyone who's listening.
2: <laughs> I feel like we're being coached right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's true. A lot of the things you say, I think yeah, I do some of those things. I'm guilty of those things and, and definitely. You know, it's easy to it's easy to kind of think that you're not good enough. It's easy to be incongruent. There's so many things that can happen and you think like it really has to shift and it's all kind of it all starts up here and you have, to, you have to actually do the thinking to probably even become aware in the very beginning as to what it is that you're even doing and, and how that can be affecting you. And the fact that you spend so much time thinking about it, it's clearly paid major dividends. So like for you, for example, you say you're prone to depression, anxiety, gut health issues. I mean, are they always in check for you or do you still have struggles with them at times?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they, they always rear up their head. I mean, it's, it's less and less because I'm getting better at managing it. But it's not like, you know, what people want, everyone wants a fucking cure, right? For everything. We just want to be cured. Like, here's the thing is that your health is always going to go up and down. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be tests. There's always going to be trials. And that's the most fucking awesome thing about life is that you're always going to have challenges. I mean, look, we play computer games, right? When we're on a computer game, there's nothing more shit than when it becomes easy. It just becomes boring. You stop playing it. Life is like the best RPG ever. Like it is so good because it keeps getting harder and it keeps getting better. And it continually finds ways to to, to challenge you as you go along. So no, I'm not always perfect. Far from it. I'm fucking glad I'm not perfect because I would be so bored. If everything was super easy, like it would actually be shit if everything is easy. I'm glad that I have struggles. I'm a good friend of mine is by the name of um, Luke Richmond. Shout out to Luke. Uh, Nice, nice guy. He's a, he's a crazy dude. And I remember I interviewed him a few years back just after he climbed Everest. And one of the things I learned from him was his saying, which is thank you for allowing me to suffer. And there's a really fucking powerful saying. He'd say that whenever he was feeling like dog shit. Like this dude rode across across the Atlantic, I think it was, or the Pacific. He's done a heap of cool shit, like really, really weird stuff. And one of the big things that I learned from him was, thank you for allowing me to suffer suffering is good suffering pain challenge trials they're the things that actually make life worth living and we're very philosophical now but they're the things that actually make life worth living they're the things that make life exciting they're the things which actually allow us to be our best selves and so fuck yeah i have a whole heap of problems and i'm super glad that i do
2: imagine just being given a billion dollars before business
1: what would, you, what would you do? What would you do with that money? That's why, that's, well, I mean, if you look at the book you can go the Buddha way, and the Buddha went out and he went and chased enlightenment and got it. That was pretty cool. And then eventually found out that the billion dollars didn't mean shit. Or you can just be like a lot of fellas. I oh, fuck, I feel for trust fund babies. Like I've met a number, I know a number of them, and they're inherently like just inside, they're really nice people, but they're super fucking purpose. They've just got no, no purpose. They've just lost that. But yeah, can you imagine having a billion dollars? It would actually suck. It'd be cool for buying all the fancy shit to start with. And then after that, I reckon it'd be absolutely miserable.
2: It's like playing that video game and you get put on God mode. It destroys the game pretty fast. Totally. It's fun at first because you're going around, no one knows you've got God mode and you're killing everybody. But then (coughs) when you're actually given the keys to it, you're just like, oh, wait. And then you actually go back and you're like, okay, well, I want to actually play this game and get the most of it because, yeah, like what he said, enjoying the suffering you put it so succinctly and so well you know i always think about it myself where it's just like you've got to enjoy the roller coaster the ups and downs of life because you know that's what makes life fun for me feeling that you know up and down feeling that energy and i think that you know that's probably you know obviously i've been in poker and so forth and that for me is what made it appeal and i you know for me personally i put a lot of my success down to business because i enjoy those ups and downs
1: Totally. It makes it exciting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's something like, you know, like when you've got such purpose as you and when you've got such confidence as you, combining that with, you know, understanding, you know, and having that purpose, that's what makes you so
0: successful.
1: Yeah. I think it plays a big part, being clear. James, I know
0: you said you had to go <clears throat> around about this time, but this has been an absolute cracker of an episode. So we'll have to get you on again Sometime soon, if people who have been listening have just been blown away by what you've said, how do they actually find out more about your business?
1: <laughs> <That's enough. laughs> in case you get a whole a bunch of call ups. Yeah, look, guys, if if you need anything, we've got a heap of stuff that can probably help you out. Just type my name in. Type in James kant It's like the C word, but except with an A instead of a U. It's <laughs> um, an easy way to remember it. Uh, type that in anywhere onto social media, and then my pixel will do the rest. But then after that, like if you want to come and you want to chat directly to me and you want to have a bit of a chat, type in James Kent, jump onto Facebook, okay? You can go and drop me an ad there. So you can either message my business page or you can message my personal page, whichever one, doesn't matter. You can drop us a message there and we can have a chat. I've got a heap of stuff that can help you out around getting clearer on your purpose, getting clear on your vision, getting really clear on what you need to do in order to be a high performer. Uh, and how you can crush your life, not just in a business sense. Because when you go and crush life from a personal sense, it's very interesting because you know, once you make your bed, you can then go and change the world. Um, so if we look at ourselves first, you will then be much, much, much more successful in business. Let me make all the mistakes for you. I've fucked everything up so far. I've done, a lot of, I've done a lot of dumb shit in my time. Please learn from me on this one. Sort yourself out, get your own house in order, and then after that, your business will take care of itself. Awesome, particularly yeah, and, when you're paying systems by design. <laughs> that's
0: it. And, and if you do search James Cant on uh, Facebook and you see a scrawny guy wearing clothes, that's almost certainly not him. He'll be
1: he'll,
0: he'll, 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 be, he'll be the shredded guy without a shirt on in, in nearly every video. <laughs> I
1: put this shirt on just for this interview because I thought you guys are much more professional. It's like, it's like one of the
2: first times I've
1: seen him in a shirt. i know, sorry to disappoint.
0: Uh, Oh, good. All right. Well, look, thanks guys for tuning in. Remember to like and subscribe on YouTube or on the uh, appropriate uh, podcasting platforms. And we'll see you next time.